So now I see the kids who never raised their hands before raising their hands in my class because they have something interesting to say. They have something to contribute to the conversation. The confidence of my students has completely skyrocketed because of Story World. You're listening to the Ed Curation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional resources, practices, and movements that are reshaping learning. I've had at least 15 students who have increased more than four grade levels. He used theater as a tool to make great human beings. My expectations are high for all of them. One of the things that I really love about teaching is the fact that every day is sort of unique and different and strange. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Christy Hemingway. And before we get started, I'm going to shamelessly beg you to right this minute, scroll down whatever platform you're listening on and leave us a star rating and a one word to one sentence review. Ratings and reviews are the flotation devices in the podcast ocean. And we'd be so grateful for those 30 seconds of your time and effort. And now on to the reason you came. Our first guest, Jean Lupino, is an energetic, passionate elementary educator with a master's in English as a second language. When we spoke, she was just starting her 20th year at Fairview Elementary, where she works primarily with Spanish-speaking students. Prior to that, I was teaching in Fort Lee, New Jersey, back in the 80s, 80s, early 90s, when most of my students were all Asian. It started off with Japanese students, and then they all left and went back to Japan. And then the next September, the demographics were all Korean students. Jean has worked with students from all over the world with a wide range of first languages, so she knows the challenge of differentiating instruction for English learners. Also joining us to talk about second language acquisition was Jean's colleague, Christina Signore. Even though I'm the general education teacher, my population in my classroom is all ESL bilingual students. So they're the lower students. A lot of them just came from countries such as Guatemala, El Salvador, Ecuador. So they have very minimal English. You came here to talk about Story World, which is a resource that has really helped you work with your English learners. And I'm wondering... Prior to you finding Story World, what was the frustration or the gap or the need that you were seeking to fill or respond to that caused you to be shopping? Okay. And this is not just because of COVID. Even prior to COVID, there is no specific book for ESL. A classroom teacher, general ed like Christina, they will have a science book, a math book, so on and so on. There really is nothing like that for ESL. You can get some ESL books, workbooks, but it's basically worksheets glued together. You need all four domains. I'm Italian. My grandmother spoke to me in Italian all the time. She lived with us. I don't know one word of Italian, but if somebody speaks in Italian, I understand everything they say. I cannot answer. I cannot even say one sentence because I didn't practice it. So, but yet I was always hearing it. So I had the listening. I never wrote it. I never read anything in Italian. 
and I never spoke. So hence, I cannot speak Italian. When I found this program with the four domains, I thought I won the lottery. I almost didn't even want to get paid to go to work because I was on a high. Jean mentioned COVID and our English learners were a big concern for us during remote and hybrid learning. So I wanted to hear from Jean how she kept her students progressing and engaged. I started watching my kids during the COVID time when we were home teaching, how they started progressing, how one girl prior to COVID a few months before in February, when I asked her to read something that I put up on the smart board, when she said, Ms. Lupino, you know, I know can read. And all of a sudden, having her read this sentence or quite a few sentences in Story World with the intonation and with the excitement. She was so good that I wanted these people in California to hear my girl read, who six weeks prior Mm -hmm. actually started crying and how she was reading with such confidence. It was amazing. So I said, I got to tell these people in California, they're onto something. And that's how I made contact with them. Yeah. And so for the people listening right now, who are hearing about Story World for the very first time, explain to us what exactly the resource is. And what I mean by that is like, what do you get and what are students doing with what they get? Is it full class instruction? I mean, how is it implemented? It's a reading program where you learn English through literature and through reading. I start off in September with the easiest level one books, which are leveled according to Fontes and Pinnell. So we start off with the first book, Where Am I? About a brother and sister playing hide and seek. And the boy is hiding and he's giving out clues to his sister. Very simple sentences and they're repetitive sentences also. Where am I? I am in the box. And you see a picture of a boy in the box. Then I play it in Spanish. First, I click it on in English. Then I click the little button and I do it in Spanish. When they had their own computers, they had to put their finger under each word. So each student is seeing the story with the illustrations and the words unfold on their own devices or on one big screen Yes, in the classroom. A student could potentially be doing this individually, or you could be doing it for full class instruction. Yes, both. So I put it up on, when I went in Christina's room, I put it up on the Promethean board, but I followed the same instruction. We went through the story page by page. They had to repeat. And a few times I clicked it in Spanish so they would get the gist of the story. And you can also just click on a word. For instance, there's a story called My clothes don't fit. And if you click on clothes, just the individual word, it will say ropa, clothes, ropa, clothes, Mm -hmm. ropa. In the past, when a child had a book to read, who was helping them decode what that word was? They didn't know. So they would skip over words. Here, they don't miss one word. If you don't know the word in, dentro, in, dentro. So they get it in English, they get it in Spanish. You can read the whole book in English. You can read it in English, and then before you turn the page, click it in Spanish. You can click on each individual word in English, and it will tell you the Spanish translation. 
Jean has also created notebooks for her students to keep track of the details of the story they're reading and the words they're learning. And then Story World provides additional reinforcement and practice through games. After you read the story, there's vocabulary games. Then there are three audio questions. And they basically run, the questions are always set up the same. There's an inference question, an opinion question, uh, look at this picture and tell me something about what you see in this picture or tell me what's going on in the picture. There's always three audio. And then the next day, I have the students do the three written part, three written questions. But we go over it in class, the three audio questions. Now, are they all going to remember what I said in class? Of course not. But even if they look at the picture of the story, my clothes don't fit, and they don't remember, this picture is about a girl whose clothes don't fit. Of course, they're not going to say that. But if they even write pants or speak, pants, too big. Okay, they're coming along. They're getting it. And it saves, too. Like, you can refer back to it as well. You go back, and you find that part, and then copy the words, or you you see what it says. So there are four worksheets that correspond to each story. And during remote learning in 2020, Story World added digital versions of those to their site. One would be matching, where the words, you know, the picture of a shirt, pants, belt, shoes, and then the words are there on the right. So they have to, you know, with their finger on the Chromebook or with the stylus, it gives them draw the line. And then they have to unscramble some words. Big clothes, too big. The, the clothes are too big. They have to put it in right order. And they could go back to the story and find that sentence. So homework from Monday night, there, two, two pages digitally. Tuesday night, two pages, three and four digitally. Wednesday night, the audio, three questions, Thursday night. The written part, I have listening, speaking, reading, writing, all there. And if you're part of the WIDA consortium, you know, the access for ELL test that many states are part of, they want you to spend equal amount of time, 25%, 25, 25, and 25. You can't just give them a worksheet. When you say home, they actually are doing it for homework. Am I right? Correct. Outside of school. So then, Christina, you're a regular, you're a gen ed classroom teacher. So Jean is pushing into your classroom occasionally to work with your students. But then are you also using Story World outside of the time that Jean is in your classroom? Absolutely. So I love how versatile Story World is because you can really adapt it to your curriculum. I've used Story World for grammar for my students because we're still expected to teach them you know, the third grade standards. So what I would do is I would feature the story on my Promethean board, which is my smart board. And we would go through it and say, okay, show me an example of a statement. Show me an example of a question. So it's very useful for that. And there's a lot of science-y kind of books also on there about animals. And the nonfiction section. Yes, nonfiction section. So We do a lot on biomes and animal life. So I kind of try to adapt it with that. And there's new stories coming out. There's actually a story about butterflies, which is a big unit because we talk about life cycles in third grade. 
So I'm going to definitely be using the butterfly, the monarch butterfly story to help with that. And I also have seen Jean do a lot of a flipped classroom approach with it, which I think is really cool because you can have your kids read the stories at home and then respond to them while you're in class. So they can, you know, discuss the story a little bit further, but they've already read it previously. And that's a little bit better for the advanced students. And I also use Story World as an approach to teaching the students how to build their stamina, their reading stamina. So I input every week a certain blocked amount of time for independent reading for my students. Well, there are some students that are struggling readers and they use Story World during that time because it's a time for them where they can practice the language. And I've seen them build their confidence because of that. Because they're more confident in the language and they've been learning these words and the vocabulary and how to speak with Miss Lupino, they continue practicing during the independent reading time. And I see that now they're like more confident to talk with their friends and discuss stories. It sounds like you're both enthusiastic about the content of the stories because sometimes, you know, it used to be that you we had these leveled readers that were all just about appropriate vocabulary, but the stories themselves were not that engaging. So can you talk to the question of the quality of the literature and the engagement and how do students like it? Do they like the stories? They really do like it. And I think... Remember Brian? Oh, Oh, that was a good... You got to tell the story then. So I read, I read in second grade. I actually lost Jean and Christina in the middle of this story to a dreaded Zoom freeze. But basically, the kids had read a story world story about how the pandas are disappearing because they're losing their habitat. The bamboo forests are being cut down. Gene didn't think that this little boy, Brian, had comprehended much of the story because his English was very limited and they really hadn't worked through all the vocabulary yet. But then during recess, Brian came running up to her, tugging on her sleeve with great urgency and leading her over toward the fence. And she just assumed that someone needed a Band-Aid or maybe some kids needed help with a conflict. I went over and I said, what is it? What do you want? And this little boy just pointed to the fence and he said, look, on the other side of the fence was somebody's house, but it was a lot of overgrowth bushes. And, and I, you know, I wanted to get back to the group that I was supposed to be with, but I said, but what am I looking at? Like, I'm thinking, is there a frog? Did they see a snake? Is there a bird in the tree? Like, what am I looking at? A butterfly? And the little boy said, bamboo, look, Miss Lupino, there's bamboo. And he said, just like in the story, so Miss Lupino, if there's bamboo here, if the pandas need food, they can come here because there's so much bamboo for them to eat. And then he said, do we have any panda bears where we live? Meaning New Jersey. And I said, that's a really good question. (laughs) Yeah, But But I actually took a picture of the boy pointing to the bamboo and sent it to Story World and sent it to my principal and our literacy coach saying, this little boy made a connection. Well, they're very excited and enthusiastic about Story World because when you came into my classroom the other day, Jean, and you were like, oh, hi, guys, welcome back. I said, that's Miss Lupino. You know, she's your ESL teacher. Are we going to do Story World again? The kids are... Yeah, you are. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I love story world. Because they can also just read it on their own. They don't have to ask an adult, what's this word? How do you pronounce it? And they it? like the pictures that go along with the stories too, because they're sort of interactive. The Story World platform includes a teacher dashboard to track student activity and progress. I click on the dashboard and I went, hmm, you did not finish your audio. So you the three questions. So, you know, they'll have an excuse or whatever, but I need that done. I use the audio every week as a quiz. I use the written part every week as a test. So, yes, I have one million test scores, but... I like to see how they progress. As they're writing, sometimes, as I said, it's just a word. And then they can string a couple of words together. And then it becomes a nice sentence. And plus, we go over it a lot, I repeat. There were no surprises in my class. So students like it, and they're motivated by their rapid progress. But I wondered about the learning curve for teachers as far as implementation. There's a lot of things out there that are really difficult to use for teachers, okay? You see each other in the hallway saying, do you know how to get onto it? Like, what are you supposed to touch? This is not like that. This is easy. And then remember, our students at home, last year was the first time they had ever even touched a computer. And they didn't have to call their mom to show them, what do I touch? It's very self-explanatory. Oh, it's user-friendly. I mean, So user-friendly for the kids and the teachers. Easy, easy. They just have to click on their name. Like when they go on StoryWorld, they just find their name on your list. They click their name and it logs them in. And now they're on. They don't have to worry about remembering a password, remembering a username. You know, it's very user-friendly, especially for the elementary. When I check it during the week, I see that some of the kids read five, six stories. And it's not just that they opened it and closed it. It tells you how much time they spent reading the book and how many sessions. And then you could see their comprehension. It gives you a graph with their comprehension, their listening. And the best thing is, which is a lot of fun, the company has six games. They're the exact same games for every story. One is like a tornado spinning around, dropping words, and you have to put them in order. (laughs) One is a magic wand that you click the magic wand and then the word comes out and you have to read it. The six games, and they like it. And it's, so they're playing six games, but it's all related to that story. So the gamified learning is really motivating for the students, it sounds like. It sounds like their own ability to make fast and measurable progress is also motivating to them. And you also said that this is really easy to implement for teachers. Did you receive any kind of training or are there training? Is there training available on the website? How did you get up and running with the program and how long did it take you? You Uh, played around with it. Yeah, but when I first got it, there were little short videos because it's so simple. You don't need any of these hour videos. It was really basic how to put the kids on your roster. Right now it's English. Spanish and Chinese. And you just clock in, I speak Spanish, I want to learn English. Boom. So it will always be set up like that. Or you could write, I speak English, I want to learn Chinese. I guess we could learn Chinese. Not only can you learn Mandarin, Story World's entire program and library will be released very soon in Cantonese, Arabic, Vietnamese, Korean, Bengali, Filipino, Haitian, Creole, and more. 
they're adding new languages even as you're listening to this podcast. And my second insider scoop is that a free 90-day pilot or trial is available to any teacher through the Story World website. You have nothing to lose and your second language learners have everything to gain by you heading to edcuration.com and reaching out to Story World, all one word. I'm pretty sure that Jean and Christina are on a mission to see Story World in every single school and district. When I first started using this, and it was the height of COVID, I was outside and my neighbor was having her cousin from Brooklyn come by. And as she parked, I was sitting on my step. She said, Jean, this is my cousin. She's an ESL teacher in Brooklyn. And I said, oh, hi, so nice to meet you from across the street, you know. And I said, can I ask you, what do you, what do you use? I'm always interested what other ESL teachers use. We were talking in the middle of the street. She said, it is so hard. Sometimes I even play my guitar. You look for, a you'll make a Xerox copy of this or a Xerox copy of that. Or, you know, you're kind of all over the place without a system. I need a system. So what did you use before you found Story World? How were you addressing this learning? My sister was a third grade teacher and a second grade teacher. My daughter is a teacher. They would bring me home book grammar books or this or a little paragraphs to read with questions. And I'd say, but my kids can't read those paragraphs unless I sit there and read each and every word with them. And there's no pictures. That's why when people give worksheets, just worksheets, what is a worksheet? I mean, you're just copying you. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like you said, you need the four domains. You need to hear. But I wanted to tell you about this girl. So when I asked her, I said, oh, you teach in Brooklyn. So I said, what do your kids speak? She said, Chinese. So I said, she said, Mandarin Chinese. And I said, wait a minute. I went inside. I got my computer. I made her sit on my front steps and I went through it with her. She was so excited. We became cell phone friends. And she would write to me, oh, my God, if the school doesn't buy it for me, I'm going to see if the PTA will buy it for me. Oh, I don't care if they don't buy it for me. I'm going to buy it myself. She said that saved her life because it had it was interesting. It wasn't a worksheet. It's engaging. Imagine, imagine going to Russia because your parents have to move there and you're in a classroom and the teacher, you're in the fifth, sixth grade. and The teacher's handing you a worksheet in Russian. What is it? I wouldn't even know which direction to turn the paper to. And you're supposed to get a dictionary and look up words. And and who's teaching you the pronunciation? Yeah. This is the four domains. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. (laughs) So important. So I'm curious about you, Christina. Has this shifted your teaching in your classroom at all as far as your own pedagogy or your own practice? Well, it's definitely shifted the teaching in my classroom because it's shifted the learning in my classroom, if that makes sense. My students went from kind of quiet, disengaged, you know, they were afraid to speak up in the classroom because they had limited English. Whereas now they have something that's reinforcing the language for them and they've become more confident because they're practicing, not just with Gene, but at home alone or with their friends how to speak. So now I see the kids who never raised their hands before raising their hands in my class because they have something interesting to say. They have something to contribute to the conversation. The confidence of my students 
has completely skyrocketed because of Story World. And that's the big for me. I feel that the most important thing for students is to be confident learners. Because when you're a confident learner, you're ready to dive into anything new. You're ready to collaborate with your peers. You're ready to take on a project and do critical thinking. So I think that StoryWorld has definitely contributed to their academic success 100%. Grade level-wise, what is the span that we're talking about for this resource? I mean, what would you say? I think you could read it up through high school because... Kindergarten up through high school? I believe so because put yourself going into another country trying to read a book. The nonfiction books that are listed have a lot of information, but it's in a simpler form. But the vocabulary, StoryWorld uses a lot of vocabulary that is in the science book, the social studies Mm -hmm. book. I don't know if I still want to go back and learn Italian. I kind of want a book that I'm going to be able to relate to and it's not going to be way over my head. So to give me the confidence. Well, it relates. I think the really amazing thing about Story World is that it relates to real life experience. Like my clothes don't fit. That's a book that they can relate to their real life, everyday life. They're learning how to say my clothes don't fit. This is too small. This is too big. They're learning everyday sort of vocabulary and experiences. Yeah. So it's more about the reading level that a student is at rather than the grade level that they're at. Yes. Yes. Because you can, be on a, you can be in high school and be on a Fontes and Pinnell D level. And yes. the books coincide with the Fontes and Pinnell leveling. Right. And even your speaking, your language proficiency. Right. So I'm curious. So you started using this as a school a year ago. What difference have you noticed with your incoming students this fall, having had Story World last year? So I have the lowest ESL kids. And typically when I get the really low ESL kids, they have extremely limited English. I mean, they just know how to say yes, no, bathroom, simple words. Some of them don't even know how to do that. But because this program has been implemented last year, and Jean's already been working with my students, I noticed that the class I've gotten this year, everybody speaks English. Now, is it expert level English? Obviously not. But they all can communicate with me. Whereas last year, I had a good chunk of kids that didn't know how to speak with me at all. That were starting from zero. I definitely see a difference with the students. And I have had students last year, William, for instance, beginning of the school year. Oh my gosh. Amazing story. He was from Guatemala. He came right when, when he was in second grade, he came right at the height of the pandemic. So we shut school down. So he has no in-school, he's has no in-school experience basically. Because of Story World, he went from not being able to speak any English to fluent in six months. Not just reading, speaking. Speaking, reading. I mean, it's unbelievable. He worked hard. He was using the games. And he went from, like I said, speaking no English. I'm telling you, all he could say was his name. I was amazed. And I'd say, how did you know that? I, I, like, I just want to know. And he'd say, 
Oh, I read story worlds every night. I love all the stories. I read a lot. And then I'd go, I'd look on my, my dashboard and say, oh my God, he went through almost the whole program, you know, and he'd go back and read it again and again and again, and he would practice. And then you know what? When we were virtual, I would see the mothers coming on when we, we were talking. They'd say, hola, Miss Lupino. And I'd say, oh, hi, senora. And while the, they were repeating, the mother in the background was repeating, mi ropa no me quede, my clothes no fit. Mm-hmm. And then the child would say, don't fit. My clothes don't fit. Oh, wow. And I'd say, yes, mommy, you could use it too. You're going to learn a lot of English. You can review what they did at home and see, oh, wow, you know, they're having trouble with the vocabulary or they're having trouble with the speaking part. And you can kind of adjust your lesson plans to meet the needs of your students. So lots of repetition and low stakes practice, it sounds like. Very simple. And now, because I bragged about this program so much, I really feel it's my program. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, I have other teachers in other schools calling me saying, Jean, um, can you tell me all about that? I invite them over. I show them. They can't believe how easy it is. So if there are other teachers listening, like the woman you met from Brooklyn and saying, how can I get my hands on this? And if they're a teacher whose school maybe doesn't have the budget for it or they're not going to do like a whole adoption thing, who can use this? Does it have to be a district-wide, a school-wide? Can it just be that teacher from Brooklyn who just wants to start using it? Yes, you can have one person use it. It doesn't have to be an entire district. It's very affordable. And I know the story world will work with you. So it usually goes, one license is for like, one, it doesn't really go by teacher. It goes by how many students you have. Yeah. So like if you, ha- I think it's 30. The yeah. CEO of this company really wants the kids to learn. She will bend over backwards to help you and to get it for you. Just remember that boy who said, look, Miss Lupino, bamboo. He made a connection. Speaking of connections, you can connect to Story World, all one word, at edcuration.com and get signed up for their 90-day free trial. In addition to the many new languages being added to the program, they are developing a new line of lesson plans that include multicultural and social-emotional extensions and links to other video resources. They're also adding new nonfiction stories with more advanced science concepts and vocabulary. For example, there will be a unit on the migration of the monarch butterfly. Super cool. You, like Jean, are going to feel like you've won the lottery and your students' confidence will soar with the butterflies. Now, before I sign off, I'd like to remind you personally, and when I say you, I mean you. You, each individual listener. You, if you're listening to this and didn't do it at the beginning of the episode, pretty please take 30 seconds to scroll down whatever platform you are listening on at this very moment and give the Ed Curation podcast a star rating and a one-sentence review. This is uber important in helping our podcast be more findable and visible to other educators like yourself. We would so appreciate it, and I guarantee it will not take more than 30 seconds. If you have a resource or topic you'd like to have addressed on the Ed Curation Podcast, leave us a comment, and we'll get right on it in an upcoming episode of the Ed Curation Podcast, where we're reshaping learning. <laughs>